From Phoenix to London, from LA to around the world, this is the ticket. All sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle Ray Ellis and Fan Man, your number one fan oriented sports talk leader, Voice America Sports. Uh, you're on the Ray Ellis Sports Show on the Voice America Network.com. This is Big Hodge of the Owen Hodge Show, sitting in for Ray Ellis and Fan Man. They're out, man. Where they at? Where are these jokers at? They're probably on the beach, sipping Mai Tais, Pina Coladas, living the life, and we're in this cold studio doing their show. <laughs> I, I think uh, Ray and Fan Man are down in Santa Monica somewhere. Like you said, do you like pina coladas? Please don't sing. What? What's wrong with that? You don't sound good. Anyways, this is the Owen Hodge Show, sitting in for the Ray Ellis Sports Show. And we're going to, man, it was a crazy week in football. It crazy. Was. And it's not over. You got stuff going on early Monday and Tuesday. Guys getting fired. What's up with that? Is it, they, it, you're right. Let's talk about some of the things that went on this weekend. We got the BCS shakeup. Cardinals were in the shootout. And... Got knocked out. Literally. Uh, literally. We had a great Sunday night and Monday night games. Um, this is a great, great weekend for football. Great weekend for football. Great weekend to sit down on the couch all weekend. Baby, don't ask me to do nothing. I'm not here right now. Just pretend like I'm not even here. Because <laughs> I'm going to watch sports, football, all weekend. That's, that's how every weekend should go. Every weekend. But it only happens in the fall. So let's get to some of this stuff. We're going to start out with Matt Bryant. This is the kicker from uh, Tampa Bay. Man, unbelievable story. His son dies, four months old son dies, and he plays in the game. I don't know how he did it, man. I mean, and your, your heart has to go out to his, him and his family, and that's the worst thing you can do as, as a parent is have to bury your child. And, you know, he goes back to Texas. His son dies. He's buried, he buries his child on Saturday, and then he flies back to Tampa Bay, and he has enough strength and enough courage to go and play a game, a game, a game on Sunday. And he, he played very good. He kicked three field goals and helped them win the game. That, and, and that's crazy because if my son dies, the last thing I'm thinking about is playing a damn football game. I could care less about it. Exactly. And, and that's the thing. I mean, if, something, some, if I have a bad day, I don't even want to get out of bed, let alone, you know, your child, you know, passing away. So, and he goes out there. He puts it behind him. He focuses on his job, and he goes out there and plays a hell of a game. Well, I want to say a lot of respect to to Matt for doing that, for being a professional, being able to go out there and do it. But if you saw his interview after the game, you know he he treated it like a, a memorial to his son, you know, and honored his son. He was talking to his son during the game, telling him, "Daddy loves you," and you could see him crying. Man, that was that was touching. That was that moved me. And the one thing that that stuck out to me is. You know, a lot of people say, you know, players say that's their refuge. When they, they have bad things going on off the field, they have they find refuge in playing the game and they can get away from whatever their problem is. You look at Brett Favre when his father passed away. He went and played one of his best games on Monday Night Football against the Raiders. You look at Kobe Bryant when he was going through the legal situation in Colorado. When he'd leave the courtroom, he'd go play a game and put up 50, 60 points. And when you're on the field. <laughs> Wait, did you just compare Matt Bryant's story to, with Kobe Bryant raping a white girl in Colorado? Hey, that's a, <laughs> yes, I did. Because at that time, Kobe was talking about pressure. He had the whole he had pressure, the whole black community saying, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and he had to go out there and play basketball and get his mind off it. And the thing was, you know, when you're in the on the on the field the whole time, you know, you're entrenched in the game. It's easy to put your uh, focus 
on the game. And you look at Matt Bryant, he plays, what, seven to ten games? Play, I mean, plays per game. Yeah, You're he, not really well, out there too long. He, he made three field goals and then he probably had the kickoff. So, yeah, all of like eight. Nine plays exactly. So it's not like you're really entrenched in the game. You're you're only out there for a couple plays. So when he goes to the sideline, he's not really focused on the game. He's thinking about his son and what he has to do as soon as the game game is over. So that goes to tribute to him what he did even more because he's not like a quarterback. He's not focused on the game twenty four. You know the right. whole time. Right. And I, and I agree because if I was him, when they snapped that ball for me to kick it, I'd kick the holder right in his face <laughs> because that's how I would have felt. But he did his job, man. He was a professional. Well, let's move on, man. My man Q, dang it. Q, don't – man, I'm, I'm going to blame two people on this play. Don't hang your boy out to dry like that. Don't give me a high ball in the middle of the field with two safeties coming to hit. Man, when I saw this hit, and when we're talking about the New York Jets-Arizona Cardinals game, and my man Anquan Bolden, Q, took a huge hit, huge hit by my man Eric Smith, who's also my friend. I played, you know, both with the Cardinals and the Jets. And he took a huge hit. And literally, this is what I said to myself. When that hit happened, I was like, how long is it going to be? Because the player, you got linebackers running 4-3 now. How long is it going to be before someone dies playing this game? Where someone just gets knocked out. And I thought that was it because he was out as soon as he was hit. Yeah, he, he was unconscious before he even hit the ground. And it was a tragic thing. But hopefully it never comes to that. And, you know, the NFL is taking a stand on protecting the players and all that. But it's a collision sport. People are going to get hurt. It was unfortunate that it happened to Anquan Bolden. And, you know, the, the safety, Eric Smith, he was just doing his job. He's trying to make a play. Are you always going to stick up for the defender? I have to. I'm a defensive player. And I have to stick up for the defense. Defensive back. Yeah, exactly. Have to stick up for him. He, he didn't. It wasn't a malicious hit, hit. It wasn't illegal. He was just out there trying to make a play. Well, what, what do you think about what the NFL did? They fined him $50,000 and suspended him for a game. I think that's a little bit much. I mean, I think either find him or suspend him. Do one of the one one or the other. Don't do both because you're taking money out of his out of his pocket. He's fined 50 G's and he's going to lose a game check. So, so what is the message the NFL sending though? I mean, what do you do? Not make that hit the next time? And that's the thing. And they're saying we're trying to protect the players, but you're not protecting the players because every year somebody gets hit like that. People are going to continue to get hit because that's just the nature of the game. You're, just, you're not really I, protecting the, the players. I don't like the way the game's going nowadays. You know, they're trying to take – it's a physical game. That's how we play football. I mean, back in Ray's day, Ray Ellis, that was a long time ago. A but long them time boys, ago. If you hit somebody like that, you got congratulated, yeah. not fined. <laughs> <laughs> you want to give me a fine for and, doing my job? And, and, that's, and, that's a, and that's a great point. Now, just picture back in the day when Ronnie Lott was playing. Ronnie Lott had – Well, let's say Ray Ellis. Like why, why do you want to – let's say Ray played safety too, didn't he? Yeah, he, he did play safety, but I never seen Ray just knock somebody out. <laughs> I don't know if he was a, a hard hitter or if he was a finesse player. I don't know, but he's bigger than me, so I'm going to pipe down on Ray. But I'm just saying, guys back in the day, they used to – I mean, Ryan Light had hits like that all the time. So, you know, and, and now you got guys getting fined for it. And I think they're taking the physical part of the game away. That's crazy. It's like <laughs> you've been telling me since I was eight years old, to, if someone comes across the middle, make them pay for it and make sure they don't catch that ball. And now you won't find me and suspend me. And the thing is now, contradiction. And now, as a defensive player, you're you're in a situation where at a split second you have to make a decision: Do I just do my job and try to make a hit, or do I worry about getting fined or suspended and lay off? And if you lay off and the guy scores, you're gonna be out of a job because your DB coach is gonna be like, you know what? You don't have any heart. You're out of here, and they're gonna cut you. Then you really so. Be so are you saying he did the right thing then? Yeah, Go ahead that's and hit him. Job. You have to. You have to because if he doesn't hit him, You're let's right. say he doesn't hit him, <laughs> You're right. what happens when he goes to the meeting room? Right. What is his teammates going to say to him? They're going to say, You're a sucker. How come <laughs> you didn't lay him out? 
I agree, definitely. I mean, you know, when they got in the meeting room today, all those boys was like, that was a good-ass hit, so good hit. And, and and the coach was like, good job. That's yeah. what you're supposed to do. You know what? It sucks you got fined and suspended, but you know what? I bet you the next receiver that comes across the middle on us is going to think about it. Exactly. And and, and that's that's what you got to do. You got to go out there and do your job because that's, that's, <laughs> that's what you're paid to do. think about it. That's what you're paid to do. You better think about it. Well, let's move on. We got, man, two crazy firings. Uh, they let Scott Linehan go. That to me, that wasn't so crazy because, man, you can't, you can't put the fifty-six million dollar quarterback on the bench and try to blame things on him and say I'm going to switch it up, and and, man, it wasn't Bolger's fault. But look at it like so. This you know, Linehan was going to get fired. Okay, they go on. They go on two, and they looked horrible in their their two games. You got to try to change something up because you know you have a short leash. You got to do something, and everything in this league is revol- revolves around the quarterback position. So you had to try to shake it up. He shook it up, and he got shook out. <laughs> he sure did. Get on out of here, Scott Linehan. Beat it. You're gone. Next. No, let, let me ask you this: from a player's perspective, what do you say? You, I mean, you go into a season with all these high expectations, and you know you start off slow. They bench the quarterback. Your coach gets fired week four. What, what's your attitude as a player? Well, you know what? I think at this point what what they were saying, what was coming from the Rams was they're just trying to stable the ship. They're just trying to make sure that this don't end up like a Miami Dolphins season last year where they're fighting to win one game just so they're not that 0-16 team. So I, I think I know the guys there, and I'm going to make some calls. i got to call Orlando Pace or something and find out what the mood is in the locker room, what the feeling is. But my general sense is, is nobody liked him anyways. And in fact, when Mark Bolger, who's a good guy, Quiet, not outspoken at all. Says I'll never play for this coach again. Wow, that's saying something to me. Well, maybe, maybe he, maybe he took that that opinion and took it upstairs to, at the to the powers that be, and then they they figure, well, we don't want it's either our fifty six million dollar quarterback happy or, or our one million dollar coach. Yeah, beat it. <laughs> Beat it. The decision's easy. Easy. See you, Linan. Get out of here. You're stinking up the joint. Stinking up my St. Louis Rams, and I don't like it, and so I'm glad you're out of there. Bye, sucker. Now, let's go with uh, uh, Lane Kiffin, on the other hand. I think this is a little bit of a different feeling because if you watch the Oakland Raiders play, they were playing good, solid football, and they were competitive in their games. Yeah, that was the biggest difference between the Raiders and the Rams. The Rams didn't look competitive at all. They looked like they could probably get beat by Oklahoma Sooners. But the Raiders, when they played, they were in it. They were in games. They were competitive. They were actually leading in the last two games, but they just don't know how to finish. But I was surprised that Kiffin hung, up, hung on to his job as long as he did. But that's crazy, man. Al Davis, man, take your old butt somewhere and just die. Are you? He, he fired this dude on the phone, just called him, that's was horrible. interviewing all the coaches. This dude's sitting on the hot seat every week. He don't know whether he's going to have a job or not, and this dude gives him a phone call. Hey, guess what? You're fired. That's like, that's like me. Breaking up with my girlfriend by a text message, and I'm telling her friends to come over to hang out at my house. Like, <laughs> how bad is that? Like, Wait, no, you actually text her friends first. <laughs> come hey, over, hang come out over to the house. house. We're gonna hang I'm, out. I'm thinking about breaking <laughs> up with her, and then you send her a text message after you've you've hung out with all three of them. That's 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 poor, and you know what? That's Al, piss poor. That that is, and Al Davis is is a guy that's been. Uh, intricate with the league for a long time. He's and, a dinosaur, but he is, he is he is getting up there in age, and some of his decisions are just horrible. I think he has like dementia or something like that. You know, it's just the elevator is not going all the way to the top, Al. But who 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 wants to who wants to work for this guy now? Who wants uh, well, to be exactly. a head coach for the Raiders now? You made the choice to sign this. You handpicked him. You handpicked this thirty-one-year-old kid who was an offensive coordinator at USC. Yeah, and and then you fire him two years later after you made. Poor decisions in the draft because you know Al made all them picks and yeah. quite frankly it's looking like they're all turning out to be busts. Gallery, oh yeah, he, Russell, 
the jury's still out on Russell. This is his first year playing, and, and you got McFadden. He's a rookie. But no, before that, he like, looks terrible. <laughs> but if other than that, who else? Do, I mean, on that offense, who else is is a, is a good player that you can name right now? Don't worry, I'll wait. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're 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 pretty much right about that. So uh, you know, hey. But the the point is, he's making all the picks, and he's deciding who the coach is, and then it all backfires on him, and he wants to blame this 31 year old kid. And you, you it, realize we're both as old as him. I know. And the thing is, he he's he fired him and is not going to honor the rest of his contract. Oh, he's so going to honor not, it. He did the same thing to Mike Shanahan in '86, and Mike Shanahan still did not still did not get his money. That's why he. The head coach for the Denver Broncos has so much animosity towards Al Davis. He fired him after a one and three season in the second year and didn't even pay the man. Wow. I'm gonna find a way to get my cheese. I'll tell you that. I, there's a lawyer out there somewhere, Mel Owens or someone down in LA, but I'm gonna tsh, what? You I'm gonna get my money. You might just have to call some of the homeboys from the hood. <laughs> <laughs> just show up to his house and some ski masks or something. Hey, just just call up some of the Raider Nation. Look, we're about to ride on this fool. Well, man, let's talk about this BCS shakeup. What's what's more surprising this week? Uh, we're talking about Saturday's games, college football. We're going to hit college football a little bit just because it was so crazy. USC losing, Florida losing, and Georgia losing, or the fact that the Big Ten actually has an undefeated team in Penn State. You know what? The worst a, conference in football. Well, if you look at it now, people are saying Pac-10 or the ACC is the worst because no team in the Pac-10 or the ACC is undefeated. It, That's because they're competitive. It's competitive. Big Ten is not competitive. It's slow. You just don't like that brand of football. That's all it is. I don't. Because they, they, they – I mean, you should. You're a big fullback. You should love that run on first down, run on second down, run on third down, and run on fourth down. You should. That's right up your alley. That's too much work for me. <laughs> <laughs> I like to come in one or two plays, go to the sideline. Come back in, get my pill. But, hey, you're listening to the Ray Ellis Sports Show. You hear the music. It's time to go pay these bills. This is Big Hodge and Odie sitting in for Ray Ellis. And Bam, man. we'll be back in a second. And if my daddy thinks I'm fine, to make me go to rehab. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. I'm Joe Wood, president of Famous Footwear. We are a proud sponsor of March of Dimes' premier walking event, March for Babies, formerly known as Walk America. More babies begin healthy lives because of March of Dimes' research and programs. 
and with our support, we can do even more for families all over America. One day, all babies will be born healthy, but we have to walk to get there. Join the March for Babies. Sign up at marchforbabies.org. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports yeah it's the ray ellis sports show on the voice america network it's owen hodge sitting in for ray ellis and Fan man, fan man, and Ray man, they down there on the beach. This dude just had the nerve to call in real quick, talking about you wasn't giving them no props. This was his show, and he could hit. Hey, you know what? I, talking I, about he laid out Tony Dorsett, put hey, him to sleep. I reconsider. This is his show, so I'm gonna give him some props. <laughs> you, you, you were a big play, Ray, back in the day. <laughs> back in the day, big play, Ray. There you go. Well, man, let's get let's get right into the league and some of the crazy scores that happened this week. We had uh, Atlanta at Carolina. Uh, you know, Carolina ran away with that game. Anything really say about that? No. But you know what? Atlanta's doing better than I thought they were going to do. They're they're two and two. I didn't. I really didn't think they were going to come on to, come into the league and be as good as they are. And Michael Turner, the free agent from San Diego, he's leading the league in rushing right now, and he's making it easier for the uh, rookie Matt Ryan, the uh, quarterback out of uh, Boston College, who's replacing Michael Vick. Hmm. Another one of Ladanian's backups doing better than he's actually doing. Hmm. Funny. Oh my Interesting. gosh! How are you gonna throw LT to the Wolves like that? Did LT- you see his first half of the game against the Raiders? He stunk up the joint. The Raiders defense is good, but he still finished with 106 points. I mean, 106 yards and touchdown. That's that's still a quality quality game for LT. Quality. You rush for 100 yards against a good defense. You give Darren Sproles that same amount of carries and see what happens. They will tear his little tail up. He is <laughs> five foot six, yeah, 165. But, but let me tell you something, man. This dude, you know, I know I told you this before, but he is shifty he is. and he is quick. And you know what? He, he looks is. like a young Barry Sanders. I'm going to throw it out there. You know what? His running style reminds me of Barry Sanders, but he's not even in the same ballpark, same league, not even in the same sport as Barry Sanders. <laughs> I mean, come on. Barry, Barry Sanders is in my opinion, the best running back ever. And Darren Sproles is far from that. Well, but he's he, a good player, though. Barry would be a lot faster and better if you got off his nuts. How about that? <laughs> now, well, I can say the same thing about you and Darren Sproles. <laughs> well, let's keep it going. Cleveland Cincy, the battle of the 0-3 teams. Is that like the toilet bowl? The toilet bowl of Ohio. Two 0-3 teams. Somebody's O had to go because someone had to win. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Cleveland, Cle- Cleveland, Cleveland came it. out. On the road, they, they did what they had to do. That was an ugly game. Wasn't it was it? very ugly. What's up with Braylon Edwards? All that I all know, that right? talk coming into the season. He's gonna, he's an elite receiver, and he's out there dropping dropping passes. He finally gets his first touchdown pass in week four. And the fact that I mean they won a game against the Bengals. Carlson Palmer didn't even play. They played against some guy named Fitzpatrick, wherever the hell he's from. Watch, no clue. Jacksonville pulling off. Man, they had to scrap and fight to win this game. David Gerrard looked good, though. They went down. They, they, you know, ran the ball well, and they pulled it off. But, man, should they have to fight to be 2-2? Two and two? This was one of the teams that people were picking to be the elite team in the AFC. And the thing, you know what? The question I want to ask you is it – I mean, they played Houston tough. Houston played them tough. It went to overtime. Scobie hits a, a game-winning field goal kick. Now, it, what does that say? That Jacksonville isn't as good as people thought they were or Houston's better than people thought they were because – no one ever picks Houston to win a game. 
no one but the city of Houston, and <laughs> half of those people are gone because of. I talked to three or four beat writers, and they none of them picked them to win. Yeah, but they they held tight. <laughs> I mean, they, they made a, a competitive game, but I just don't think I think Jacksonville's still a good team. They're still trying to find their way. They had some injuries in the offensive line, but they found a way to win the game. So you know you got to you got to give them props for that. Uh, well, you listen to Rayo's Sports Show. This is the Owen Hodge Show sitting in for him. We want to hear from you, so give us a call. Tell the people where they can call us up and, and holler at us. We want to see what you think. one 472 5788 Call in with your thoughts, concerns. Uh, holler at Owen Hodge here for, in for Ray Ellis and Bam Man. Bam Man. Bam Man. I know you out there, man, listening, having that Mai Tai. Have, have a shot of Patron for me. Patrizzi. Well, let's let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling. San Francisco at the N.O. I, I, you know what is crazy about this week? Who'd you pick? I picked I picked San Francisco. Loser. And Mike Martz. Loser. I, and a lot of my picks did not work out this week. And that's been the current trend. Because <laughs> you haven't beat me yet this year. But anyway, back to the game. New Orleans Saints, their, their offense is potent. They have, one, I think, the hottest quarterback in the league right now in Drew Brees. Oh, definitely. He's thrown, he hasn't thrown for under 300 yards yet this season. Now, he, that's saying something. That is. Every game you come out, you just it's automatic. You're yeah. going to get at least 300. You're, he's lighting it up. But their defense is suspect. And, you know, I watched them play last week against Denver Broncos, and Broncos just lit them up with like 30-something 30, 30 points. But as long as Drew Brees – McAllister and Reggie Bush are out there doing their thing, and they're going to get Marcus Colson back in two weeks. I think they might be a sleeper in, in the NFC South. Well, that I think was a huge addition was McAllister coming back and running the ball hard, having that hard running game up the middle because we all know Reggie Bush is not an NFL running back. He's not. How he is he is, not? but he's not. He is. He's just not your traditional running between the tackles, giving the ball 25 times. That's not him. That's not what he does. Oh, if if I'm drafting a running back, you let, that's what I want. No, I want somebody who's going to get the ball in the end zone regardless. Give me Darren Sproles because he's smaller than Reggie Bush, but at least he can run between the tackles. Not 25 times, maybe two times because he You're weighs crazy. 162. You're nuts. You're Reggie, Bush is, Reggie Bush, give him the ball, screens, punt returns, get him in the passing game. He makes plays happen. I, sometimes I can't believe that we're actually going to do a show together. Sometimes I don't believe that. I'm actually your friend. <laughs> well, let's let's keep going on these games. We got uh, Denver and Kansas City. Um, amazing. You know, no another one thing. Kansas City. No one picked Kansas City. People who live in Kansas City didn't even pick Kansas City. But you know what? They went down and they did it. Um, Denver's still rolling, though. They're 3-1 and, one and, and looks like a, a good game. Tampa Bay, Green Bay, another loss for me. Gosh. What do you think of Aaron Rodgers? I like him. All right. He's doing all right. Yeah, he even though – but the first two games he came out guns blazing. The last two, he didn't look very good against Cowboys. And I thought they would win this good, game. He wasn't good enough to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and that, that Tampa 2 defense. Well, let me say game. this about Matt Bryant. Do you think as a player, like, did his teammates rally around him? Like, man, this dude is playing in his sundial. Let's, yeah. Let's go whoop these fools. Yeah, you de- you're right about that. And they're, you know, playing at home. Because no if one, this dude could play and, and his son died – yeah. I, you know what? I could suck it up and go hit somebody. You, you know what? That is a great point. And That's all I do is make great points. <laughs> Too bad they're not on air. <laughs> well, hey, we got Rob uh, calling in from California. Rob, you there? Yeah. Got a What's question, going on, Brody? Rob? I got a question for Odie. What's up? Got a question for Odie. Hey, has uh, Hodge talked to you about coming out of retirement and playing D-line in uh, St. Louis? <laughs> well, I'm not retired yet. I still play arena football, and there is no way I would play D-line unless I had it by no, like No, he James. said Hodge. He said Hodge played oh, D-line. No, Hodge. I'm, no, I'm no, thinking about no. coming back as a three technique. It's a strong possibility. 
Okay, no, seriously, though, uh, Hodge, what do you think about the Rams? What's, what's wrong with the Rams this year? Exactly what's wrong? Is losing Isaac Bruce a big problem, or is it offensive line, defensive line? What's the problem out there? I think their I think their main problem is uh, you know they kind of their their offensive line is not the same as you know back in the day and that's they're not as physical they're not they're not moving people off the ball Stephen Jackson's having a hard time running the ball and if you you know that's a recipe in the NFL run the ball and stop the run and they're not doing either of those I mean they can't stop uh, two flies in a paper bag <laughs> so you think they're going to go in sixteen or what? I don't know. I I think they will have a better better record than the Raiders, though. Actually, you think? What do you think? Who's going to have a better record? Who? They both fired their coaches. So what team's going to end up better? I would say the Raiders because they have more talent. I, I give go. the Rams three games. I give the Raiders five. Well, games. They got Torrey Holt, Orlando Pace. Orlando Pace has been hurt. He's just come back off of injury. He's not the same player he used Steven to be. Steven Jackson, Action Jackson. No. Look at the look at the Raiders defense. Look defense at the Raiders wins defense. games exactly. Can you name one person on the St. Louis Rams defense besides Howie Long, son? You can't, and you used to play for them. So what does that say? What does that say about the Rams? Oh man, that's crazy. That's a good point, Odie. Appreciate that, Hodge. Why you got to be such a Raider hater, Hodge? Oh man, I'm I'm not a Raider hater. It's just you know it's funny we talk about this all the time. And he's from the Bay Area. You know what? Every year, Raiders fans think that this is the year they're going to win it, and they're the only until the first game, (laughs) and then after the first game, like reality sets in on them, and then they start. You know, blaming Al Davis or blaming the coach or blaming this or that, you know, which it is all Al Davis. I think he does, as I said earlier, suffer from dementia or something's wrong with him, seriously. But he has control issues. He wants to control every single thing. And at some point, you got to realize, you know what, let me just hand it off to somebody else and maybe they can get my organization going in the right way. Because right now, I think they're the laughing stock of the NFL. They are, definitely. And as the point you were making earlier, uh, you know, Rob, I don't know if you like the Raiders, but if, you, if you're out there, would you like to coach for this team? Who wants to be a coach? Yeah, I, I think he gave up a little too quick on, uh, on uh, Lane Kiffin. I think so, too. I think he gave up a little too quick because if you read the local paper, papers out here, the players were behind the guy, and they like right. playing for him. He's a hard worker. And you but, could tell uh, that, and that's what I was saying. If you if you watch the game, you could see that the Raiders were playing hard football. You could tell. Now, if the players don't like you, you're not going to see hard football. So you could all. tell the players liked him. That's why I could tell they don't like Linehan because those guys look like they're not playing. But you could tell that the you know the Raiders players were behind this guy. He was a young coach, and he seemed like you know a players coach, and and it seemed like the guys like him. But now, who who, do, who wants his job? Exactly. Exactly. And one last question before I go. I'll, I'll, I'll hang up after I ask it. What about uh, what's your thoughts on Jamarcus Russell? I, I'm I'm thinking they're not letting. You know, the last couple games, uh, it seems like they weren't. You know, he had two passes in the second half in that in that game. That uh, that uh, last game, not not against the uh, not this last game, but the third game, he had two passes in the in the second half. I'm thinking they got to let him go. But I'm still, I'm kind of nervous about him, especially when he's running. He doesn't look like he's completely in the game. Is the game too quick for him right now, or what's going on? You know what I think? The game is a little quick, because I look at him like a rookie. I mean, last year, he was his first year. He didn't take any snaps. He held out of training camp. So this is his first, really, first year of getting live action. So I look at him like a rookie. And you know what? He has a strong arm. He's big. He's, you know, he has athletic Boy, ability. did you see that one throw he made? He's just inaccurate. He can't hit a, op- a wide open receiver he, for nothing. But he threw you're a ball. Right, and right, it was like right, 80 okay. yards in the air. Yeah. Are right, you hear the music? Guys. It's time for us to go back to a break. It came fast. 
But come right back with us. This is the Ray L Sports Show on Voice American Network. Holla at your board. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Jack, he'll get you right back to your head. JackLaLane.com presents Jack, Jack LaLane, Lane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. Each week, Jack is joined by Elaine LaLane and his nephew, bodybuilder, kinesiologist, and personal trainer, Chris LaLane, to answer your questions and help you overcome your fitness roadblocks. That's three times the diet and fitness know-how. Three times the entertainment. Tune in every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific to Jack LaLane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You listen to Ray L Sports on the Voice American Network. This is your host, Big Hodge, with my man. Oh, amazing. We're sitting in for Ray Ellis and... Man, man. They're out on the beach somewhere chilling, drinking. That's what's up, though. That's what you're supposed to do when you get older like they are. Go have some drinks. Probably play some golf or something. Yeah. Ray out there hacking it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, let's talk about this game. Everyone is talking about Dallas-Washington. This is a game that I actually did pick the winner to. I called it on the road. Washington goes in and taps that, <clears throat> taps that ass, boy. Yeah, they 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 came out and they they you know what they offensive line their defensive line really set the tempo. They opened holes for Clinton Porters and no one's really ran the ball on Dallas's defense yet. But they came out and enforced their will and they exposed some things in, on the Dallas Dallas team. And everybody thought Dallas was the best team in the NFL, but obviously that's not the truth as of right now because Washington went into D town and put a nice butt whipping on them even though the score was close and you know you know what i like about uh oh check hello okay uh you know what i like uh, technical difficulties uh you know what i liked about that game was uh washington redskins running the ball they they got a fullback 
Mike Sellers, he can hit, and I like his style of football, and that's the key to their running game. You know what? He reminds me of how you used to play. Exactly. That's a, why I like him. A long time ago. That's why I like and him. You don't play like that anymore. <laughs> he he does lay lay dudes down. I give him that. He he, does, he opened up some holes for Clint Porter's. He does. He like Jason Campbell though. Jason Campbell. He 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 looked pretty good. He did. I mean, his thing is, you know, I want to see him run a little bit. I know he's athletic, but uh, you know, do what a black quarterback's supposed to do. But Go see, ahead and and get you some rushing yards. But see, as soon as he starts to run, then everybody's gonna be like, oh, he's just a traditional black quarterback. He wants to run the ball. How come he just can't sit in the pocket and throw the pill and you know break the tradition? Because as soon as a black he's guy not is that like, good of a passer, to tell you the truth, I mean, he did a good job. Yesterday. He throws a good deep ball. I mean, he's he's pretty accurate, and he did a good job managing the game. But I mean, against the Cowboys, though, the Cowboys is one of the better defenses. Man, I want Randall Cunningham back. I want Michael Vick back. Man, I want I want one of our quarterbacks back. You know what? You Randall Cunningham, yeah, but you will not get Michael Vick back. <laughs> oh, he's coming back. <laughs> not no time soon. Hey, Vick, big ups. We're gonna come visit you in. Uh, in in uh, Atlanta, down there in Georgia, uh, Georgia Penitentiary. They were like, they will not let him back in the state of Atlanta. <laughs> the state of Atlanta? The, oh, the city of Atlanta. <laughs> there you go. They love him there, man. No, they, He's they one they of hate him. No, they don't. They hate Come him. Come on, man. They You're don't the franchise him. quarterback, and you go to jail for some dog fighting. That's not going to get it. So let's get back to this game. Uh, you know. T.O., people are saying he's crying. I saw his interview. It didn't look like he was crying about not getting the ball. He was just simply saying, if you throw me the ball, if I get the ball, then we're going to win games. And he did have seven catches still, and they threw it to him a lot, and they handed it to him two times, which, you know, they're showing they're trying to get him the ball. But people are trying to make this story that he's disgruntled and he's, he, he's mad that he's not getting the ball. You know what? T.O. is public enemy number one. Whatever he does or says, they're going to exploit the media and they're going to hang their hat on it. You know, and the thing is, if you last week when he only had two catches and they won the game, he didn't say nothing. He didn't say anything. They won the game. I think he's I think he's a player with the mentality: if I get the ball, we'll win, and if I don't get the ball, and we win. Oh, I don't have a problem with it. But as soon as we lose, I'm gonna say something. And he just he just he didn't, he, really didn't say anything though. He really didn't. But I mean, just the fact that he was saying he did say, well, a couple times I was open and the ball was gone somewhere else. I mean, that's really not big, but. If you're a media guy and you're, you know, right a beat writer, you're gonna you're gonna take that and run with it, you, and it's unfair. It it is unfair. It's stupid, and I, and that's what I hate about you know beat writers and local media is sometimes they try so hard to make a story, and then they make a they create a little story. Now ESPN's picking up on them. Now there's this whole oh Dallas, they're not as good as we thought. They're not, you know, they're immature. They're this or that. Bull crap. This is a three and one good football team. Yeah, they lost a game at home that they shouldn't have lost. But you know what? It happens. They're in the toughest division in football, the yeah. NFC East. Yeah. Washington is a good team. Dallas is a damn good team. The Giants are undefeated. Philly's good. And Philly is one of the best two and two teams in the league. Yeah, and and the thing is, it's it's it's, it's unfair because it's one game. They're still going to be in it at the end. At the end of it, they're going to be in the playoffs. It just depends on how they what they do in the playoffs. And you got guys, you know, talking about, oh, they they need leadership and. They, they're, they're falling apart, and if Jerry Jones doesn't do something fast, the team's going to explode just because of T.O.'s comments. That, that is such bull crap. He was just saying he was frustrated he wasn't getting the ball. And Washington's defense, their defense court did a good job, you know, covering and bracketing T.O. and forcing those other guys to make plays. See, that's what I thought he was saying more in his interviews, was saying, hey, when they got a high safety over the top of me and press coverage on me, 
I know I'm not getting the ball. So he really wasn't tripping off that. It just seemed like he recognized that they were taking him out of the game plan. Not He wasn't saying anything against the coaches or anything against his teammates or anything like that. So if you're out there and you think it's a story, it's really not. But you could call in and let us know. And the thing is, one last thing on that. You're a professional athlete. When you're a professional athlete, You've been. You want to do what you do. If you're a pass rusher, you're gonna. You wanna. You wanna pass rush. So if you're just sitting doing run blitzes all day, you're gonna tell the coach, "Hey, let me get loose." If you're a fullback and they won't let you run an ISO for two games, you're gonna be ticked off. You're gonna be frustrated. You're gonna say, "Coach, let me run some ISOs. Let me lay somebody down." Well, hey, we got Eric Butts on the line. Butts, you there? What's What's up, Owen Hodge? I'm here, man. Hey, Butts and Butts. Butts and Butts show. We. This is a part of the segment race show where we get to talk a little bit about fantasy football. And tell us a little bit about this week that we just had. A little bit about this week. First, I'll give you, you know, now bye weeks are starting to come into play. So, first of all, everyone's got to recognize the Browns, the Jets, the Raiders, and the Rams are off. I'll give you guys a little bit of who, who people should be looking at if they have to fill a gap this week. At quarterback, if you're looking to just throw someone in for this week, I like Damon Hewitt. He was 21 for 28 for 160 yards and a touchdown, and he's at Carolina this week which I think Carolina's defense hasn't been that impressive. If you need someone long-term, I don't know what you guys thought, but I thought Joe Flacco looked like a guy who's at least worth having as a backup on your team last night uh, against a tough Steelers defense. Yeah, that was impressive for me to see. Um, You know, young kid, big Monday night game. You know, he went in there and and did his best. You know, they didn't pull out the win, but I felt like he did a good job. He managed the game. Throws the ball well. He's accurate. He has a strong and, arm. And he's only going to get better, man. Yeah. He, he played for Delaware, which wasn't a big-name school, so he's only going to get better. No one, was, no one was expecting him to be playing this early in his career, but he looks like a guy that if you have a solid starter, is worth throwing on your roster as a backup. Definitely. What about also, running backs? Too, I think uh, your, your old team, uh, Hodge, if anyone was dumb enough to drop Bolger, thinking that, that now that Trent Green's starting, it's not worth having Bolger on your team. Right. I think anyone who can grab him should definitely grab Bolger because I think, no doubt, uh, he's going to be back in as the starter within a week or two. And, and you should be able to get him for pretty cheap, right? Pick him up. It should be easy. I mean, I like think, you're saying, a lot I of people mean, dropped him yeah, and they're, if they're it, turning If it's down. a trade league, you could probably give up next to nothing for him. But I think a lot of people in fantasy football, once someone's out for a week, they get nervous and they just drop people just yeah. to pick up the hot hand. So let me tell you, Bolger is a gunslinger. Yeah, he Bolger Bolger is a gamer and he's a gunslinger. And you know what? If you think him and Torrey Holt ain't gonna hook up this year for a thousand yards and he's not gonna move that ball around, you're mistaken. He's gonna get it done. And I do think they're gonna be playing from behind a lot, which uh, you know, even if it's a lot of garbage points, I think Bolger could pick up a lot of points this year. So. Hey, butts, I got I got Torrey Holt and they're, they got a bias, so I need to get a receiver. What receiver should I need to be looking to pick up? Uh, man, you guys are out in Arizona. I think if you need someone, especially for this week, I like Steve Breston. Uh, he's at home against Buffalo, who hasn't looked that great on defense. They've pulled out some wins, but to me, they've been a, a, a you know a lot of lucky wins against some not so great teams. So uh, you know, with, with having Bolden, who doesn't look like he's going to play this week, I like Breston before Bolden went out, just because I think he's the one number three guy in the league this year. That could be the stud number three wide receiver. Also, Lance Moore. Uh, He's been great the last couple of weeks. Patton's dinged up. Marquise Colston's still out for a couple of more weeks. Shockey's out. And uh, they are at home on – yeah, they're at home 
on Monday night against Minnesota and Minnesota's pass defense. Hodge, I think you could be out there catching balls and still getting some touchdowns. Don't give him that much credit. <laughs> he can't catch. I can't right, catch. Now, I see. I told him he was he's my. Uh, he's the one of the only fullbacks to make it on my fantasy roster. There you go. I know it was mostly because he would get the short yardage touchdowns, but. I still like him against Minnesota's defense, put it that way. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. I like that, but I appreciate you bringing that up. Who are the only two fullbacks you ever had on your roster? You said this before. You you and William Floyd. Bar none. Were the only two fullbacks that ever – you know how it works. In fantasy, there's usually not much room for a fullback. You know, usually the halfbacks are the guys that you want to have on your roster. But uh, there was a three-game stretch where not only did I have you on my team – but you started and you got time for me on my fantasy roster. So there you go. What do you think of that, Omar? There. I think that's that's damn good, James. At least you were productive in something, <laughs> and it was fantasy. <laughs> and hot dog eating. I saw it. I saw it on your YouTube video. You saw the YouTube the only guy video. I ever saw who could play golf with a hot dog behind his ear. There you go. So, and and uh, I'm going to tell you what. Seriously, that was a good hit. I hit that ball about 200 yards. It was a well, nice little drive. How many times did you have to swing before you hit that ball? No, it was one, one shot. Put the hot dog up in the hat. Boom. <laughs> teed up. Let that baby rip. So all you people out there listening, don't know what we're talking about. We have a, Owen Hodge have a YouTube video. So go to YouTube and type in Owen Hodge Show. We got two videos up. www.owenhodgeshow.com. Yeah. I, so I got hooked out. on your videos. I watched the first one, then I found myself watching the whole 10-minute next one with <laughs> you guys uh, teaching the kids the right and wrong way to work out and get ready for the pros. That's the way yeah. to yeah. Yeah. I it, thought that it, one was even funnier than the golf one. So this is a PG stuff, show, guys. so it, 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 it might not be uh, the best thing for your kids to watch, but, you know, we got kids Just, in watch, it. It. Just watch it with them. Exactly. <laughs> Parental guidance, but it was still exactly. funny as hell. So. <laughs> Well, we're glad you enjoyed it, man. Thanks for joining us. Well, let me ask you this. What did you think about – Let's. we're going to talk about this uh, Sunday night game and the Monday night game, two good football games. I know you want to talk about that. Well, yeah. I'm loving Monday night. I think, uh, the you know, although there are two teams that have been up and down this year, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game with the Vikings against the Saints. I think – not to mention any game that's in New Orleans after what's happened to them over the past couple of years. It just brings excitement. And uh, especially with them having Deuce McAllister back. He, by the way, is my running back this week. If you have the ability to pick up a running back, I think if his, if his knee holds up this year, he could be a guy that scores between 8 to 10 touchdowns for the rest of the season. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, we talked about, when we talked about the New Orleans game earlier, I was saying how good he looked. I mean, coming back off the knee injury, he still was running strong, running inside, and he was the, he, I think, was the key to their offense. The one thing they were missing was that power running. And, uh, you know, I think the coaches are going to realize that, and they're going to keep feeding him the ball, definitely. Hey, also, too, Hodge, man, I got an email from uh, Darren Sproul's wife, and she wants a restraining order against Hodge because he's exactly. so on Darren Sproul's jock. <laughs> so uh, his wife's getting a little bit nervous. I mean, uh, you're right, man. He is a little shifty guy, but, man, comparing him to Barry Sanders? <laughs> exactly. Uh, Thanks know. a lot, bud. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be back in a second. We appreciate it. this. is Ray Ellis Sports Show on the VoiceAmericanNetwork.com. Owen Hodge sitting in for Ray Ellis and Bam Man. All in the bag. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Take a look inside the country's fastest-growing professional sports organization. Join Robbie Kendall for Inside the ABA on the Voice America Sports Channel. The show will feature weekly interviews with the owners, players, coaches, and influential league executives. Tune in and be a part of the fastest-growing sports organization in the world. You can hear Inside the ABA every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Ray Ellis Sports Show on the Voice America Network. Owen Hodge sitting in for Ray Ellis and Bam Man. This is your host, Big Hodge, with my man. Automatic. We got a show next week, man. We got to tell the people about our show. You got to listen to us next Monday at 12 o'clock Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Network. Owen Hodge Show jumping off the premiere of the Owen Hodge Show. Highly anticipated. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be entertaining. We're gonna be talking about football and some whole lot of other stuff. It's definitely gonna be entertaining. So check us out. Next Monday, 12 o'clock Pacific. Tell all your friends, and don't forget to check us out on YouTube. Great. Thanks. Appreciate that. Let's talk about this. There's a lot of good 2-2 two and two football teams right now. There excellent 2-2 two and two football teams. San Diego Can you really be there. excellent in 2-2? Two and two? But they're playing good football. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. okay. I mean, that, yeah, you really can't be because you're not winning the games, the close games that you should be winning. But these guys are playing good football. San Diego, Chicago, yes, New Orleans, and Jacksonville. Yeah, but I, you know what? If I had to pick who's the best 2-2 two and two team, that's a tough one because, you know, you look at San Diego and New Orleans. They have really good offenses, but their defense is a little suspect. Then you look at Chicago so and let Jacksonville. Me, let me guess who you're going to go with. Just pipe down for a second. Then you, then you go Chicago and Jacksonville, very good defenses, but their offense is a suspect. So I don't know. Right now I'm going to go with the offense. I'm going to say San Diego's what? the best 2-2 two and two team. You're I'm going against my Bears. You're yes, not going to pick your Bears. No, because they got a good defense, but you never know. If Kyle Orton, I'm not sold on him. What he, about Devin Hester scored three touchdowns? Man, but he's hurt. Yeah, he's hurt. You can't rely on Devin. You can't rely on on a special teams player week in and week out. You can't rely on Kyle Orton. That's for sure. The only thing we can rely on is that uh, Brian Erlacher led defense. 
and the running of Matt Forte. Oh That's gosh. what you can rely on. Did you see the goal line stand against Philly? It was an excellent goal line stand. Excellent goal line excellent. stand. I mean, when you, against one of the best offensive lines in the league. Let me ask you this. Downs. People are talking about Philly and, and maybe the play calling on that play, but I'm kind of like, nah, they did the right thing. You got the ball on first and ten on the one first and goal on the one, one. yard line. I'm pounding it. Four times. And you know what? If your defense is that good to stop us, then you deserve to win this game. Exactly. And what people don't understand, the mentality of a coach is, you know what? I have confidence in my offense, my offensive line. We're going to run the ball down your throat. And if you stop us, you deserve to win. Then I'll go and chew my offensive line out. If I'm an offensive coordinator, I'm not going to play action pass four times. No, I'm not going to do that because that's basically telling the opposing defensive coordinator, you know what? I don't trust my guys. You're better than us. So I'm going to try to pass my way in. How about one play action pass, though, for the win? Not for the win. If you can't, you, if the perfect down for a play action pass is first or second down. Okay. And not on fourth down. Uh, okay, but no, I'm I'm saying on second down. How about one yes. play action pass oh, for yes. the win? I, I and go, then we got two that. more runs after that. Exactly. If that don't work, yeah. Throw it out in the back of the end zone, or we're gonna run it two more times after this. I totally agree with that. So you don't like his play calling then? Now you're switching. I didn't say I liked it. As usual, you always just front run. Really? Yeah. Spell it. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll wait. Spelling's not my strong point, so let's move on. Let's talk about this, man. Arizona Cardinals, New York Jets. But you never said who you thought was the best 2-2 two and two team. Oh, um, New York Jets. Oh, my god! Just getting to that. If you just, let be, me, just because you tape. played for them, they are not the best 2-2 two and two team. They almost lost Brady. to the Cardinals last week. Brady. Brady and the Jets, I Brady know. Brady and the Jets. Okay, dun, please, dun, you're not Elton dun, dun, John. Dun, dun. Don't sing anymore. <laughs> They Ready? almost lost to the Arizona Cardinals last no, week. No, they didn't almost lose anything. They beat them 56-35. This is an arena bowl did score. You, did you watch the game? They're up 34-0, and the Cardinals brought it back to a two-possession game. Exactly. Their defense does need some work. But, you know, the you know, Arizona Cardinals, why do you do this to us? So I, <laughs> if you're going to stink, just come out at the beginning of the year. Don't tell us this is the year. We're going to be good. We're starting out 2-0. And then come out and just stink up the whole thing. They did. You know what? Arizona. They stink. Oh, Wizard Hunt, you're retarded, too, for staying in New York. I'm going <laughs> to say that. Well, we can get to that in a second because that was a bad move. But you know what? I feel better about Arizona Cardinals after that game than what? before. Because they came back from 34-0. They were down 34-0. And you could, you've been in games where you've been blowing out. And you know how guys are. They're just going to be like, we're done. We're tanking it. It's an L. Let's just wait and go. Let it go and just get back home. No, they came back in the second half and fought and got back in the game because they went in shotgun, let Kurt Warren throw the ball around. Their offensive line does suck, though. But the fact that they can't stop anybody, if they had, if they can just stop two of those possessions, they win the game against the Jets. <laughs> well, well, that brings us to our next point. We're going to talk about this is their new brand of football. Is this what they should do, the duck and huck? You came up with this, the duck and huck football. Tell, tell the people what that is. Duck and huck is – Sitting shotgun, you got Kurt Warner who can throw the pill around. You can't run block because the offensive line is suspect. And Adrian James, he's on his decline. So don't even try to come out and go in eye formation and try to establish a run, no. Go four wides, five wides, huck and duck. You're going to be ducking the pass uh, defenders and just huck the ball up because that's what they did against the Jets, and they got back into the game. I think that's the best offensive game plan for the, for the Cardinals right now because they can't run the ball. Well, let's talk about this, uh, something that happened during the game. We talked about it earlier, Anquan getting hit. This is what I didn't like about Ken Wisenhunt, and we're going to talk a, a couple things about uh, things I didn't like about Wisenhunt, but one of them is you go into New York, you decide to stay over, your team's from Arizona. Horrible call. Bad decision. Bad decision. The guys are out all week. They were with Jay-Z at the forty forty club, throwing back. Uh, Patron and, and bottles of Chris and, and bottle popping. 
Why would you do that? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. They play in Washington. Come back home to Arizona. That's what you're used to doing. You want to keep the schedule to uh, comfortable. Don't change it up. Don't st- oh, we're going to stay on the East Coast for five extra days until the next game. That's, that's a bad, bad move. And it showed, you know, because they came out and played like crap that first half. Exactly. And they didn't look focused. It took them a long time to get started. But the other thing I didn't like about Wizenhut was, okay, end of the game, Big hit, huge hit. Anquan, you know, they take him off on a stretcher. The guys are there kneeling down, praying for him from both teams. You know, nobody else cares about the last 45 seconds of this game. You already lost. You know what? Let's take a knee and get out of here and lick our wounds and go back home. And this idiot, this smart guy, <laughs> decides, no, we got 45 seconds left. I'm going to try to hang another touchdown up. What do you What do you think about that? You know really? what? Honestly, that's a, that's a tough call from a head coach's position because if no, you, it's not. I think it is. I think it is because if you just kneel on the ball, where people are gonna say, "Why did you quit? You're a quitter. You got to fight to the finish." That's what's gonna. That's what. Not after a player almost died, but the, he almost got decapitated. They almost took his head off. So just because that happened, it was a bad. That was a bad instance. That was a, a somber point in the game. Omar, would you want to play the game after that? If you just saw your best friend almost get his head taken off, and I, he's not moving. I he's would, on a stretcher. You want to play some more for forty-five more seconds? I would want to play exactly. But we're talking about Kenny Wilson hunting. He's the head coach. He's so an if, idiot. If he downs the ball and just takes a knee, what are the owners saying? Well, he didn't even want to finish the game. Try to you know put another touchdown up. I'm just trying to give B Devils advocate and look what. His, his mindset might have been. I don't think it was a good thing. You should have just took a knee and just, okay, you got to deal with the owners. But people are going to say you're a quitter. You didn't compete the whole way through. You got to fight to the finish. Well, you're, people, setting, you're setting a bad example to your team. That's what people are going to say. People want to talk about what's wrong with the Arizona Cardinals. And I'm going to throw some names out there. And you, you tell me if they win this game Sunday with these names on their team. Pete Kendall. Offensive line. Yeah. All pro guard with the, New York, uh, with the Washington, Washington Redskins. Redskins. They won, by the way. Kyle Vandenbosch. People are mentioning him as People. possibly defensive player of the year. He is a beast at Tennessee. They cut him, too. <laughs> they cut Pete Kendall on the way to training camp. They cut Kyle Van- Vandenbosch the year after he had ACL surgery. Hmm, great decision. Uh, Calvin Pace. He, made, he, he caused havoc in the backfield last week. He, made, hey, he, he, he played with a chip on his shoulder. David Barrett. In their in their secondary, tell me the Cardinals couldn't use some help in their secondary right now. They need to call me right now, and I'd probably say no. <laughs> and then the last two names, James Hodges and Marcel Ship. You put all them players I just mentioned on the team, you know what? We go down and we win that game for you, Arizona. But you know what? No, we didn't want to do that. We want to cut people on the way to camp. <laughs> Let them go. Calvin Pace, we didn't even try to resign him. David Barrett didn't try to resign him. James Hodges cut, Marcel Ship cut, Pete Kendall cut. Kyle Vandenbosch cut. Great decision by the front office, would you say? Yeah, that was bad. Is there a little animosity on your end? I'm just saying. (laughs) People want to know why they didn't beat the Jets. There you go. Well, there you go. All the people in Phoenix, we need James Hodgins, Marcel Shipp, Kendall, Vandenbosch, Calvin Pace. We need all those guys back. David Barrett. David Barrett to turn this. And you know what? If Simeon Rice, let's bring him back too. Oh, yeah. If you had can you, Simeon Rice and Vandenbosch coming (laughs) off the edge, oh, my gosh. You you can do nothing but three-step against them. They would be unbelievable. But yeah. they're not. They're the Arizona Cardinals, and they're 2-2. Two and two. How long are they going to suck? As long as they keep making decisions like that, that is certain. That is definitely certain. Well, let's talk about our show a little bit. we got a little bit of time left. Our show's coming up, the Owen Hodge Show. Next Monday. I get to pick on you, clown around, yes. tease you. You get to give us some informative information. Yeah, I'll basically, you know, make the show go. You'll make it funny. I'll make it go. There it goes. I'm the talent. You're the 
the other guy. But you can check us out. <laughs> Visit us at uh, myspace.com slash Owen Hodge or uh, go to uh, owenhodgeshow.com or check us out on Voice American Network. Download our uh, banner. Want to thank our guests for calling in. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. You hear the music. It's time to go. It's uh, the Ray Ellis Sports Show on voiceamerica.com. As Ray would say, next time will be the best time. Owen Hodge, Mondays. You know, for me to stay here, I've got to be made.